There are seventeen madhouses in the city of Lovecraft. I've visited all of them. My mother likes to tell me about her dreams when I visit. She sits in the window of the Christabel Charitable Asylum and strokes the iron bars covering the glass like they are the strings of a harp. I went to the lily field last night, she murmurs. Her dreams are never dreams. They are always journeys, explorations, excavations of her mad mind, or, if her mood is bleak, ominous portents for me to heed. The smooth brass gears of my chronometer churned past 4.30, and I put it back in my skirt pocket. Soon the asylum would close to visitors, and I could go home. The dark came early in October. It's not safe for a girl to be out walking on her own in Hallow's Eve weather. I called it that, the sort of days when the sky was the same color as the smoke from the Nephilim foundry across the river, and you could taste winter on the back of your tongue. When I didn't immediately reply, my mother picked up her hand mirror and threw it at my head. There was no glass in it, hadn't been for years, at least six madhouses ago. The doctors wrote it into her file, neat and spidery, after she tried to cut her wrists open with the pieces. No mirrors, no glass. Patient is a danger to herself. I'm talking to you, she shouted. You might not think it's important, but I went to the lily field. I saw the dead girls move their hands, open eyes looking up up into the world that they so desperately desire. It's a real shame that my mother is mad. She could make a fortune writing sensational novels, those gothics with the cheap covers and breakable spines that Mrs. Fortune, my housemarm at the Lovecraft Academy, eats up. My stomach closed like a fist, but my voice came out soothing. I've had practice being soothing, calming, too much practice. Nerissa, I said, because that's her name, and we never address each other as mother and daughter, but always as Nerissa and Aoife. I'm listening to you, but you're not making any sense. Just like usual. I left the last part off. She'd only find something else to throw. I picked up the mirror and ran my thumb over the backing. It was silver, and it had been pretty once. When I was a child, I'd played at being beautiful while my mother sat by the window of Our Lady of Rationality, the first madhouse in my memory, run by rationalist nuns. Their silent, black-clad forms fluttered like specters outside my mother's cell while they prayed to the Master Builder, the epitome of human reason, for her recovery. All the medical science and logic in the world couldn't cure my mother, but the nuns tried. And when they failed, she was sent on to another madhouse where no one prayed for anything. Nerissa gave a snort, ruffling the ragged fringe above her eyes. Oh, am I? And what would you know of sense, miss? You and those ironmongers locked away in that dank school, the gears turning and turning to grind your bones. I stopped listening. 
listened to my mother long enough, and you started to believe her. And believing Nerissa broke my heart. My thumb sank into the depression in the mirror frame, left where an unscrupulous orderly had pried out a ruby, or so my mother said. She accused everyone of everything sooner or later. I'd been a nightjar, come to drink her blood and steal her life, a ghost, a torturer, a spy,